Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. With TR, I'm your host, Terry Ryan. That's it. Got the daughter here with me every day now. Seeing her lovely mom has moved to Calgary. So if you ever hear some preteen girl screams in the background, it's likely my daughter Penny Lane. Who lives with me now permanently? Ah, it's not so bad. And Penny Lane's easy. She's twelve, enjoying life. Got some great friends. We're in Mount Pearl, tucked away in a very treed area. The river out back is not so bad. A couple of cats, and I'm allergic. So Penny Lane brought her cats, which I got her with her, but I never really had to be around them all the time. And I've, uh, some reason in the last couple of years, I, I don't know if I fucking, I, I don't know what happened, but it, it seems I'm allergic to a bunch, allergic to a bunch of stuff that I never was. And it's kind of annoying. 
because uh, a lot of berries, nuts, shit like that, that I like to snack on, you know? Anyway, first world problems, it's not too bad. The allergies aren't even that bad. Anyhow, welcome. Um, where am I going to start this week? So we might have Jason Strudwick tomorrow. The oil are back on tonight against Colorado. I mean, if you're a hockey fan, that's probably the most anticipated event of the year so far. It is for me anyway. Um, not that partly because no one knew it was going to happen and it's fresh. And I didn't even really think about it. Yeah. You know, but because people all say, you know, McDavid and dry you know, you got McCarr over on the other side. That's just because I mean, McKinnon versus McDavid is the big thing, but both teams are pretty deep. I, I think Colorado maybe has the edge, but maybe has the edge doesn't cut it in the playoffs. You, if the Oilers play like they did a couple of those games and McDavid and Dreisaitl are doing what they do. Either one of them is doing what they do. That's the dangerous thing. But Colorado, same shit. I mean, see the goal McKinnon got. Brought back memories of Mario Lemieux. In that, he used to do that in playoffs frequently, go end-to-end. Most famously, a goal against the North Stars. If you haven't seen it, you've been living under a rock, look it up. It's out there. Mario Lemieux would dazzle. Uh, and who do I think is going to win, you may ask? Uh, you'd think... Because right from the beginning of the year, Colorado were one of the teams I thought were going to win it. But any team with McDavid, let alone McDavid and Dreisaitl, again, I know they're deep. I know it. I'm just going to state the obvious. I, I, without going through eight to ten players off each squad, here I think the Avalanche are better on defense. I think it's a toss-up up front, but... You know, right down the list, not just McDavid, Dreisaitl. I, I think Hyman is like their version of Kadri, almost not quite as much of a pest, but goes to those areas, seems to be scoring a lot. Uh, and then and, and on down the list, my buddy Alex Newhook from St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, made it into the lineup last series for a couple of games. That's good. He's a rookie. But if Alex is fighting to get in the lineup, you know, it's a deep lineup. Even though he's a rookie, I think he's. I, I think he is in the Edmonton lineup. So take from that what you will. Those who don't know Alex, he's a uh, speedy, but very, very skilled centerman. I've seen him play on the wing with them this year. So forward, I guess, shoots left. Likely to play center, though. And uh, having a, a good year, I mean, some would say great for a rookie. You know, you're on a team as deep as Colorado. Uh, you know, you get a battle for the ice time. And a little more than, say, another buddy, uh, Dawson Mercer from St. John's Newfoundland, or from Bay Roberts, Newfoundland. Boys are both rookies this year. Dawson, you might argue, oh, oh, that's all right. You can go ahead. Seniors just showing up with some pizza for Penny Lane. Yeah, no problem. I know. I'm recording here, Mom, so let's... Uh, here, just one second. Sorry about that. 
Uh, my studio is my living room, and this is just going to be chaos this summer. Organized, positive chaos, but chaos. Because I'm real close to my parents. I'm never really this close. Like, the house I bought is real close to them. And it's just like, not even knock. It's just walk in. Just any hour, any situation, just walk in. And that has to stop, right? And I've never had to be in that position because I guess I just walk into their house. But walking into their house is a little different than them walking into my house. For obvious reasons, I would think things that I may be doing are a little different than things they may be doing. Penny Lane, you keep it down a little bit? You're talking, just keep it lower. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, yeah, it's become three drop-bys a day. Open door policy that I'm going to, again, quickly change. But, uh, yeah, um, I was talking about Alex Newick and Dawson Mercer. I, I, was, I didn't imply one was better than the other. They both had uh, great seasons. Especially for their age ages, I just mean, uh, you know, if, if, the, if the Devils had squeaked into the playoffs, Dawson wouldn't have missed any games. Uh, Alex hasn't been in the lineup, I don't think, because of his poor play. I watched him play a lot. Um, and most of the time, to medium to rave reviews. Rarely did I hear the announcers or read a write-up, Alex Newark's not playing that well. At times, they want to do a bit it was like adapting to like certain situations on the power play, specific stuff that, you know, is not really anything to worry about. He's progressing as a first rounder would. <laughs> uh, there's humor in that as a first rounder should. Um, and uh, I think he's got a great future. And, uh, you know, if they win it, he's going to get a Stanley cup and he'd be the first since Michael Ryder, I suppose you had, uh, Cleary Ryder as players, and I believe Derek Clancy as a scout. And I'm, you know, I'm sure there's Newfoundlanders in every organization every year. Someone has some kind of affiliation or was born here. So I'm not, I don't want to be ignorant, but I'm not doing the research. In my mind, you had Cleary and you had Ryder. And uh, Derek Clancy, very deserving with Pittsburgh uh, a few years ago. That's the three that I know of. And the only two players that I know of being Ryder and Cleary. Uh, God, I mean, there's been a lot of great Newfoundland hockey players. There's been no doubt, but uh, those are the two cups. Lots of Memorial Cups. I won't get into that. Okay, on to some questions. Hey, TR. What did you think of the kick goal, quote unquote, kick goal in the Calgary series coming from Carl from Calgary? Okay. I'll tell you, first of all, what I think of kick goals in general. Kick goals in general. Well, 
I don't know why they're not allowed in the first place. What advantage is it to kick the puck in? Like if you're in a situation that you can kick the puck with a skate blade on, you, you can kick the puck past an NHL goalie with all that pads, with all those pads. It's a disadvantage. If you can do that, it should be a goal. I can see not being able to pick it up and throw it in. That would be an advantage, right? But like, say if you head the puck in, why wouldn't that be a goal? How many times, like that's going to happen once every five years. Um, or, or less kicking it in like how much how many times does that happen once every five games once every 10 games maybe i'm probably being low on that guess and think of every situation like yeah i i guess if you're holding my stick i have to kick at the puck it was in behind the goalie and i'm back there i can't think of any situation if i'm in there and i got to kick it i've gone hard to the net i've paid my dues I, I just don't. I think it's stupid. It's a stupid rule. Just make it be a goal. Fuck, man. You're in the NHL. And you can take your it, it kick, kicking motion. Over the line against a National Hockey League goalie. Well, by more power to you. Now, what did I think? I'm looking at it. I don't know. As defined by the rule book. Kicking motion, what is it? I don't know. I'm comparing it to a thousand more I saw in the last few years, and I think it should have been a goal. Now, it wasn't, and you could argue a lot of other things the other way around. The, the thing is, those calls, they're, they're so obvious. It sucks, right? But it, it's so obvious to say, was it a goal or wasn't on the kick? But you could have said there, there was probably 10 non-calls before that, right? There was hooking. There was lots of missed calls. That, that shit happens. I've never been one to like have, a, have an experience like that stick with me as a player. Uh, you know what? We should have gotten the call, but we didn't. And, you know, if we were winning by three, wouldn't have mattered. We had our chances during the series. It was seven games. What I'm trying to say here is that I would not blame the whole series on that. It's just silly to do that. And it's so easy to just look past a, how, the, how well the other team played, and B, your other inefficiencies, really. I mean, Calgary, in my mind, uh, if you look at the statistics and the standings, were, were favored. They wouldn't have a home ice advantage. They're, they're favored. They have home ice, right? Not only did they get more, more points than the Oilers, but they had more home games, which statistics tell you that more teams win home games than not. Look at Carolina. They just won every home game until their last one. In the playoffs, I don't know if I've ever seen that. But uh, And then also, you know, as a player, I just started to think about it. Would I prefer? Someone asked me that the other day. Would you, would you prefer to play on the road? Uh, and sorry, Carl, I'm going a little bit off. Actually, Carl, that's that's the answer. I do think it was a goal, but your team has to do a lot of looking in the mirror. I think it was a valiant effort, but and I, you know, Sutter seemed happy. They all seemed uh, chipper, more chipper than I thought they would be. But in my mind, Calgary, starting with Markstrom, but they had a, they were there was a lot of holes there. 
there was a lot of holes. Like that didn't look like the Stanley Cup team to me. Clearly they're not, but you know, give the Oilers credit here, but you know, I mean, the Oilers depth at times looked uh like on, they were on another level. Right? Uh and I mean not not just playing, I mean uh hitting and being involved, the fans. Am I going to say they got out coached? I don't really think so, but I was surprised that Sutter was so chipper after, at the end of all of it. <clears throat> um, and uh, yeah, goal or no goal, they, I don't think it's panic button. They've, but they, they, you know, they're a younger team a lot of the nucleus guys are, are younger veterans but you know they've, they've got a lot to learn i don't think it was a wasted season or anything but i don't think they should be happy about losing in seven to their arch rival when they finished ahead of them and had an extra home game was it a goal yeah it was okay question numero deux Hey, TR, great job on Shorzy as Hitch. Hee-hee, 10-inch cock. If you haven't seen it, you won't know what this gentleman's talking about. Okay, 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 wait. Um, are they going to make it to your basement in season two, and is Senior going to make an appearance? This comes from Sheldon in Fredericton, New Brunswick. Okay, Sheldon. Um, and, yeah, uh, as far as Hitch goes, 10-inch cock, if you will, Teddy Hitchcock. No, we're not going to make it to my basement because a lot of people that are watching the show aren't separating Hitch from, like Hitch is from Mount Pearl in a first rounder, but that's like a one-off, right? So it, it seems like it's me, but it's not me, right? I auditioned. I, I, I believe it was mine to lose. I don't really know. They reached out to me, which doesn't normally happen. So I was in mind. But Hitch is his, is his own person. I, I think they put first rounder from Mount Pearl to like appease, you know, maybe a little bit of an Easter egg there for fans that wanted to look into it. A little bit of movie, film trivia. But we don't really refer to it other than that one sentence. Right? Like, I'm reading the lines as Hitch, not Terry Ryan. Right. So I auditioned. That could be anybody. So Hitch doesn't have senior for a father. You know what I'm saying? And and some other people commented on, yeah, you know, I, I like how you went or, or dislike. Most people like it so far. I mean, Jarrett wrote it all. He's, uh, you know, I know he listens to some of these. So, Kiso, you're not a fucking genius, but, you know, you're a really smart writer. Uh, maybe genius. But um, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people commented, and, you know, I love what you did with your thing. I didn't do anything. That was what was there. It called for a Newfoundlander to be, and sometimes undecipherable. He even says it in the first or second episode. So I, I kind of adapted to that. Now, I picked, when I say, you know, I, I adapted around Tony Fowler. It's just a guy I knew growing up that we used to imitate, but he he used to speak really slow like this. Look at Terry Ryan coming on. Look at him there. What are you at, Ryan? That was the NHL draft. But 
I just sped up that because we used to imitate him. He was the Zamboni driver. He was a buddy. And we used to, you know, like you'd break balls with people. But I picked that, but that wasn't what I was. I just threw that out there once I was more comfortable with the role of Hitch, you know, but there's going to be things revealed about Hitch and uh, that have nothing to do with Terry Ryan. Right. If I didn't exist, the show still would have had a Newfoundlander named Hitch. <laughs> so and, and I know a lot of you are are fans and you're giving me credit for that or, or non-credit or whatever you want to or or I'm sure some people are going, why does he do that? Um, right. I'm only going to hear most of the positive stuff because it's people listening to this or fans or whatever. But no, I'm, I'm, I'm both counts. I had nothing to do with it. The odd time I did, the odd time I did change my lines up a bit because I've often said Jarrett watches Coldwater Cowboys a lot. But those those people are from all over Newfoundland and Newfoundland had different dialects. So you can't just take a quote that one Newfoundlander would say and expect that another would say it. Uh they say the shortest conversation in Newfoundland goes like this, earn, nern. And that's out in the fishing communities. That's generalizing it too. I mean, certain ones. Earn means did you catch anything? Nern means no by nothing. Right? Did you get any trout? No. Nern, 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 Right? And that goes back. I mean, there's, you know, there's a real folklore to that and it, over time, how language and, you know, that can come to mean something where, you know, that and usually it's small or tighter communities or places where they're really rich heritage. Not always, but it tends to be. But if I said earn, earn, and if I went out to the Avalon Mall in St. John's and said earn to somebody, they would think I was mad. If I said earn, earn more than once, they would call a paramedic and rush me to hospital thinking I had a fucking brain aneurysm. Because I haven't heard anybody in St. John say that. Uh, earn would mean what? What? What are you talking about? Um, then if we told them, of course, I'm sure people in here have heard that saying maybe. But and not that we're any better. Counties have their own sayings. I can't really. I don't know. We got mummering. We've got. Uh, there's different forms of that all over. You know, there's different foods, right? Uh I thought poutine was a French thing until I went to Port-au-Basque when I was a kid. They, if you ask people from Port-au-Basque, they, again, that's a fairly French place in Newfoundland. They would say that they, and they have their own twist on poutine. They put like all kinds of Newfoundland ingredients in it, right? And cultures change, things change, people change. Uh, just like Newfoundland dialect, like dialect anywhere, but that goes for anywhere. If I was in uh, Tim or if I, Alberta, especially if I was in Alberta in a small town as a definitely different feel to it than <laughs> Edmonton or Calgary. <clears throat> I mean, these aren't big mysteries. I'm just saying hitch isn't me. And, uh, I did, I guess the accent I'm doing is, is a traditionally a townie accent in Newfoundland. We would often say there's Bayman. If you're from outside the overpass, which means outside St. John's and there's townies and neither one. I mean, both are condescending to each other just because it's a bit of a rivalry. I guess you would say, I suppose it can be not always. It can be. Um, but, uh, 
there's many parts of, I mean, I can go to Newfoundland, Southern shore. I can go from Fairyland to Bay Bulls, all part of the same little area in Newfoundland. And I can go through two, three different dialects on the way down. At some points in the Southern shore, milk on the hill, go get some milk on the hill. Get some milk on the hill. It's a milk and the heel, right? And and that's Newfoundland. Now you come come in here, you say, uh, come over here, me son, give me some milk, la. Take it up to the hill, la. Right? Then you'd go out to Arnold's Cove and then you'd go up to St. Anthony and they'd say it a different way. It's all, I don't know. Look at Michael Caine and, and, and look at the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. Listen to all of them. They're all from England. They all sound different. There's Cockney, you know, there's there's just different dialects wherever you go. And I think sometimes when people think newfoundland they put it in a box like oh yeah that's the way the newfies talk it's newfanese it's more complicated than that if you really think about it so anyway hitch although from from mount pearl first rounder all that that's a bit tongue-in-cheek i think uh he's a townie and he's proud of it and uh you know he's he's very much the stereotype of what you would think of a newfoundlander you know liven the room up a bit question things but not be cynical uh, more optimistic than anything and uh you know happy to be alive that's what i take from hitch so far but we're still getting to know him and really hitch is floating around somewhere in jarakiso's frontal lobe so i can't tell you all about him until i've practiced him more mm. off topic six times but hope that answered your question Here's one from Doug in the Yukon. Doug just asks me why with a question mark. Doug, to you, I say, why not with a question mark? Moving on. Hey, TR. Do you dye your hair and are you going to get a facelift? From Davy D. Or Mokto. Okay, okay. Davey D, I didn't have to answer this one. But first of all, why the fuck would I get a facelift? Is there? <laughs> I've never brought that up. I'm looking at my face. I mean, I'm decent looking for a 45-year-old. Nothing great. I don't know. Just by process of elimination, some people have, you know, I, I don't know. I I, I how do I rate that? I, 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 I don't know. My face is a normal face for it looks like my face always did. It's aged like you would. I'm 45 years old. I'm very proud of it. I'm not ashamed. I like where I am in my life. I mean, I guess it's got blemishes from getting in hockey fights and stuff. But no, I, I, I'm not thinking of it. And do I dye my hair? No, I have before, but uh you know, usually it was like dying a blonde or something for hockey and there's blue or some shit. Um, but I know what you're saying, like something to do with the aging process. I, I don't mind aging. I've dyed it. Yes. Do I dye it regularly? No, I don't. I've, and when I have, it's for like some role I got uh, for Hitch. No, whatever, whatever you see, there's gray coming through with Hitch. Uh, I mean, at some point, I don't know. I, my, my, my hair seems to be going gray at a, at a normal rate I, I don't really really know what a normal rate would be i don't think about it much 
I guess if it went white, of course I would. I, I think it would probably open up to more roles. Not that I'm burning up IMDb, but, uh, you know, it's part of my job, I suppose. And if it called for that, that's there. Yeah. So have I? Yes. When I did, I put it in that uh, just or, or, or some of the gray or whatever it is. It didn't even really do much. In junior, we used to do the sides of our face and shit like that with just for men. But uh, no, I, I mean, the facelifts what get me. No, I don't want a facelift and I likely will never get one unless uh, I get a lobotomy first. Uh, what's that, Penny Lane? Where to? Well, then. Oh, no, we'll clean it up. Go and get it. Penny Lane. Out to alarm me that the cat just threw up. The cat just threw up and is eating it. Well, dude, you just. You get it. This is your first task. As a. Uh, cat owner. Shouldn't be. We've had the cat for years. But somehow, whenever a princess throws up, which is a hairball. Um. Anyway, I can't even remember. Thank you. You clean it? Good girl. How's Princess doing? Okay. Maybe take Oreo and put him outside. Well, I'm I don't even know what I talked about in this podcast. Because there's been so many distractions. But uh I'm sure you're all right with that. Let's do one more question. I don't even know how many we answered. Okay. Hey, TR, who's your favorite tennis player of all time? Why do I have that one put away? Tennis? Uh, I don't know enough about tennis. I don't. That's from Jim in Vancouver, by the way. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I know. I, I don't. I don't know enough. Whose buddy? Uh, Djokovic seems like a bit of an asshole. So I don't want to... Uh, Say him. Federer, Federer and Nadal. They've had some great battles. And Nadal was uh, crazy on the clay, wasn't he? Of course. I mean, I know a little bit. I know, grew up watching Agassi. I know all the main players, but I, I can't dissect tennis. I can't tell you why they're good. The greats are great. I watch the big games because I like watching greatness, right? I'm not, I don't golf, but I, I watch the big events. I, I know all about what Tiger Woods, everything he did, because I watched whenever I could. Um, basketball now i watch back in the 80s 90s not much but if michael jordan was on I, I would watch for sure i can say that with pretty much any sport I, I like to watch and experience greatness and we've been if you're my age or in, in and around those 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 uh, that age you've really seen some athletes that arguably could be the best in their sports it's been a crazy era the era that we, we we come from and we continue to live and uh, go right around uh, my favorite race car, Michael Andretti, that was his name. I remember that, seeing him, seeing him interviewed and having no idea about racing, but I, I used to turn it on when, uh, you know, I just, I, I just like, like to see the, the Jacques Villeneuve in Montreal was uh just for a flash in the pan, I, I think maybe three or four years in the racing world, but he was 
one of the best on the planet. And he used to have a bar right there on Crescent Street. Um, went to see him a few times. Patrice Breezebaugh and him were great friends. I remember that. Anyway, you know, little. So th there you go. I, I loved watching Andre Agassi and John McEnroe because they'd get pissed off and they both over Agassi in particular overcame a lot and he had a look. And uh, there you go. John McEnroe. OK, that's probably it was the most entertaining because he'd flip out on the ref. And. Uh, it seemed he seemed like a likable villain. So there you go. Uh, that's my my take on tennis. Hey, TR, what kind of car do you drive? Well, I drive. Oh, by the way, that comes from Lisa and PEI. Um, I drive a Dodge Charger. Soon, at some point, my daughter wants to get a Jeep, actually. But uh, I don't think it's the best buy. And that's a long way away. Why, why did it take me so long to answer that question? I had a Dodge Journey that got stolen out of my driveway during the pandemic. So uh, I, I'm kind of in between, but I like what I got now. It's a Dodge Charger. The reason I don't like it is because it costs $200 to fill up. But uh, I bought it off a dude, a pretty funny guy. He was a good fella. He had the, the horn as the uh, Dukes of Hazard horn. Uh, so... And if, I'm not going to tell you, Whistling Dixie or whatever, Little Old Dixie, whatever the song is, but look it up. If you don't know, Dukes of Hazard Horn, and they drove around in a Dodge Charger. And yes, the, the show was a long time ago, and their Dodge Charger was orange, and the show might have been seen as a little racist at the, not the, at the time, but now looking back. But again, none of those reasons. I just like the Dukes of Hazard's themselves i didn't see it as a racist show maybe it's not i'm just saying i hear about it now given the goalposts have changed maybe it is a little bit but i just liked the show in general and i hated boss hog he's the villain and i hated boss hog more than i loved it's Bo. yeah i guess Bo and duke oh Bo and i can't remember the other guy's name there you go. But Boss Hogg, he was just one of the only shows that I would watch to see the villain. The other one that I can definitely say I watched only to see the villain and only the villain was Inspector Gadget and Dr. Claw. He was never he was in it a few. I mean, the villain was always Dr. Claw, just like the villain in the Smurfs was always Gargamel. And, you know, because most shows have like a different villain or some kind of. Skeletor and He-Man might not be around for seven episodes and then he'll come back. But as far as I recall, Claw was behind the vast majority of obstacles for, for Inspector Gadget. And I think with Gargamel, the Smurfs made it to like right in the soup. You're like, finally, he's going to eat them. He's got them. They're in the soup again. How do you put them in there without boiling them first? I don't know. We didn't need to know that. It looked like the soup was boiling. And he was adding ingredients as he went. Every time he went to add the Smurf, something would happen. A spell would come back or Azrael, the cat, would like knock over the potion and it'd smash and then it'd go all over Gargamel and everything would be ruined and the Smurfs would ride a cloud and then it was la, 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 la. You were right back. You knew it was going to happen. It was almost comedy at that point. Even Scooby-Doo, you know, somehow it was like supernatural that 
it was a ghost and in the end it would be revealed he wasn't that was predictable but i think gargamel was more predictable there was just always something with gargamel and he wanted him so bad he lived in the same forest they're literally three apples high they're blue they stand out like a sore thumb it can't possibly be anything else. The forest that they're in, it's not the rainforest where there's other blue things running around like lizards and birds of paradise. It's the forest in North America. And it looked like, I don't know, like Rhode Island-ish if at best. It wasn't South. It wasn't Florida or anything like that. Maybe even like Minnesota. And you're going to be a sorcerer in the woods. Not only are you a man with a cat, you've got a cat. That's instincts is to find shit like that in the, in the woods. You got magic powers and you can't catch a Smurf. It's just it's so comical that after the second episode, you know that he's never going to do it. It's just Gargamel turns into me a, a, a comedic figure. Claw, I was intrigued and I always wanted to see his face. That's why I said I, I tuned in to see Claw. It was a mystery, but I didn't like love Claw. But Gargamel, you just knew. You're like, come on, Gargamel. Like, if you really catch these guys, you're going to take them out to dinner and you're going to go to a movie. You're going to be buddies. You're going to, you know, you're just, you're basically one of the Smurfs. I was never threatened by Gargamel. How did we even get there? Was that, was that what kind of car do I have? Oh, you know what? I think I should end it right there. I'm just rambling at this point. So in two days from now, I got to watch the uh, Oilers game tonight and Strud's is going to let me know whether he can come on. So we might have Jason Strudwick. If not, um, it's going to be Jordan Nolan uh, of, well, of three Stanley Cups fame, first of all, but also of uh, Shorzy fame. He's uh, plays one of the gyms and, uh, I'm just not sure which order, but we'll find that out for you in a couple of days. Bear with it. As you see, life is chaotic. You know that movie uh, a few years ago, The Life Aquatic? This is the life chaotic. Uh, but I welcome it. It's, it's great to be busy when it's good, positive things that are keeping you busy. Shout out to my buddy Merle with Kodiak uh, CBD and THC cream. Um, thank you very much, buddy. Look into that. Uh, send me your website to Merle when you get it all set up. Great stuff. Really works. And uh, I appreciate it, buddy. Wedgwood Cafe. Check it out. Down, uh, sorry, end of Elizabeth Avenue, Wedgwood Cafe. And uh, for all your catering needs as well. Trinity Pub. Check it out. Bull and Barrel and Rob Roy. Check those places out. I love to hang out there. When I'm downtown, why not support local support wherever you are, support local. If you're in St. John's or you're, or you're planning on visiting, it's a great time of year. And uh, by the way, don't get discouraged by the, the uh, weather, the forecast, because I've looked the last two weeks and all I've seen is rain and clouds. And we've had lots of great days. That's Newfoundland. It's very unpredictable, but uh, we've had the last three summers have been more bad or more good than bad. And when we get nice weather to go with those icebergs and whales and local hospitality and patios and music and food, it can be just awesome. We're right at the cusp of that. Uh, I was on a couple of patios last weekend for the first time this, this year. 
at least in Newfoundland, and it was uh, just awesome. Love this time of year, as I said, and uh, happy playoffs. Love the NHL playoffs. It's a good time to be alive, everybody. It's a fantastic time to be alive. Uh, Penny Posh designs.com women's wear reimagined if you're interested in a hoodie or a book let me know i can combine both uh if you're interested in a hoodie actually we'll uh, give you a deal uh, i believe they're 129.99 and uh, 69.99 i'll throw in a book we've uh danielle has moved and we got to get rid of some inventory that still sits in her storage over here in newfoundland other than that everybody have a great week please Enjoy the playoffs, enjoy life, and just, just enjoy yourselves. Have a great next couple days, and we'll be back with more Tales with TR Action. Two shakes of a lamb's tail. We'll catch you on the rebound. This has been episode 105A. I'm Terry Ryan. I'll see you in a couple days.